There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Season 3 of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to Seasons 1 and 2 yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 32. The Pot Stirrer. Are you guys finished writing your questions yet? Lana demanded of Apollo, Gemma, and I. We had stalled for as long as we could, been scolded by Lana, and it was now time to play her ridiculous game. Yep. Apollo said, through gritted teeth as he folded his three pieces of paper and threw them into the heavy black pot, which sat slightly ominously against the pumpkin-colored sky. Great, Lana said. Who'd like to go first? No one volunteered. Apollo, Gemma, Bree, and I were trying our best not to look shifty. Bentley and James, who knew perhaps 50% of what was going on, were apprehensively drinking their margaritas. Meanwhile, Amanda, Steve, and Braylon, arguably the only innocents at this table as relative newcomers to the group, were too shy to make themselves the centers of attention. Well, I take that back, actually. Braylon wasn't shy at all. I'll go, he said, snatching a piece of paper from the pot with a flourish. Whoa, this one's a little intense, he said uncertainly. Can I pick another? No, Lana commanded. Uh, okay. How does this work? Do I pick someone to ask, or... Yeah, pick someone, I said wildly. No, actually we go around and everyone answers the question. Lana smiled blandly at me. If all the questions are this loaded, that'll take all night, Braylon said, looking distastefully down at the one in his hand. Yeah, let's just pick one person per question then, Gemma said. That way we can still get out of here in time to go out later. Lana protested, but thankfully no one was on her side. Fine, she huffed. Braylon, who are you asking that one to? Oh, um, I mean, it says, are you keeping any secrets from your partner? Several people shifted in their seats. Braylon grimaced apologetically. I guess, uh, Lana, I'll ask you. Gemma gave Braylon's hand an appreciative little squeeze. It was clear that he'd purposefully asked the person he thought was the least likely to have anything to hide. An act of consideration that was somewhat surprising after the disgusting dinner he'd just forced us all to eat. I don't have a partner, so obviously the answer is no. Lana rolled her eyes. My turn now. She lunged forward with relish and picked up a tiny folded piece of paper. Her lips parted into a smirk. Apollo, who in this group, other than Amanda, are you the most attracted to? It actually asks that? Amanda asked quietly, Sounding, for the first time, a little uncomfortable. Apollo drained his glass and reached desperately for the pitcher for a refill. 
Easy there, man, these things are strong, James warned, and you've just drunk your first two like their shots? Oh, yeah, Apollo laughed, but when James looked away, he nevertheless refilled his own cup. Yeah, let me see that question. Gemma snatched the piece of paper out of Lana's hand. Hey, Lana shouted angrily, give that back. This is my question, Lana, and it asks for the person's favorite Mitchell Bubbles song, Gemma said reproachfully. You can't just change the questions, Lana, I said. Oh, I'm sorry, how immoral of me, she retorted sarcastically. Yeah, and why ask that of all things, Amanda asked quietly. Because Gemma's question was boring, Lana threw her hands up in the air. Chrysanthemums in the candlelight, Apollo interrupted. Excuse me? Lana blinked at him. That's my favorite Mitchell Bubble song, Apollo said placidly. I believe this means it's my turn now. Lana scowled at him. He put his hand into the pot and pulled out a question. For a long moment, he stared at it. Hurry up, Lana said impatiently. Sorry, he said, his brow furrowed. Then suddenly it relaxed, and his forehead was smooth and unconcerned once more. To my surprise, his eyes, so light and honey-colored in the sunset, met mine. Brooklyn, who was the best sex you ever had? Even Lana's mouth fell open. I felt as though I'd just been hit in the head. The brazen question, and the margaritas that I too had been chugging without any food prior, mingled intoxicatingly until I was momentarily unsure if this was all a dream. Brooklyn, Lana urged, are you going to answer? I... Apollo's eyes were still locked on mine, and I felt sick. This whole time, I'd thought Apollo wasn't a bad person. That he was a little passive, for sure, and a coward and a liar. But I'd thought... He'd done all those things because he wasn't sure of what he wanted and was trying, albeit with very little success, not to hurt anyone in the process. But now, as the hot air clawed at my skin and the mucky beginnings of perspiration started to form around my neck, I didn't know anymore. Because his question was cruel. I didn't know how else to interpret it. At worst, he was toying with me. At best, he just wanted a little stroke to his own ego. And even though I hated to admit it, even to myself, the answer to his question was exactly what I was sure he wanted it to be. Brooklyn? Gemma asked weakly. She too had finished her drink and was reaching for the dregs of what Apollo had left in the pitcher. I honestly don't know if I've ever really had good sex, I said coldly. There was a stunned silence. I'd been so preoccupied with trying to answer in a cutting way that I hadn't really considered how personal of a revelation that was. Damn, dude. That's harsh, Braylon said. I looked at him, disoriented, and for one horrified moment thought he had figured the whole thing out. But on closer inspection, I saw that he was patting Steve on the back. Steve's face was flushed as he attempted a hearty laugh. Fuck, Steve! I had completely forgotten about Steve. I'm kidding, I said. Obviously it's Steve. I put my arm around him. Oh, kind of mean joke, Brooklyn, he said shakily, pushing my arm off his shoulder. Your turn, Brooklyn, Gemma announced, wide-eyed. Right, I said, hastily grabbing a piece of paper from the pot. Uh, Bentley, describe your dream girl. 
I'm not answering that, Bentley said with unexpected hostility. Why? Lana asked. Because it's subjectifying. I don't have this mathematical dream girl built out of disjointed mechanical parts. Fair, Gemma said approvingly. Oh, come on, Lana said impatiently. Just describe what you're generally attracted to. No, he said angrily, and to everyone's surprise, he stood up and stormed inside without another word. Um, I'll just go and... James said delicately, rushing off after Bentley. That was weird, Lana said. No one else said anything. A few moments later, James returned and told us that he and Bentley were going to go to the club. But we haven't finished the game, Lana protested. I think we've all had enough of your game, Lana, Braylon said irritably, standing up too. I'm going to come with you guys, James. Shame, Steve said. Oh, well, if you're going, Steve, I said, standing up. All right, I'll call us a couple of cabs, James said. The first cab arrived way earlier than the other two, and Bentley hopped in the front seat of it at once. Braylon, being Braylon, slid unconcernedly into the back, and Steve followed suit. Not wanting to be separated from Steve after what had just happened, I hurried in after them. See you guys there, I called to the others as we drove off. The cab was painfully silent. Finally, Braylon said, So that question really touched a nerve for you, eh, Bentley? Bentley let out a sound, somewhere between a sigh and a grunt. Perhaps because none of us were talking, Braylon decided to talk even more. I couldn't bring myself to listen, though. Instead, his words came in and out of my brain like a badly connected radio. I get it, man. Love, attraction. They're so complex. And that question was so dehumanizing. Women are complicated. Having thus assigned himself as the expert on the subject of women, even though there were two women present in the cab, the driver and myself, he continued on a long lecture about how complicated and illogical women could be. I soon fully zoned out, looking out the window at the sandy streets, at the bright lights on the thatched bars that were lit up against the dusk sky. Every now and again an opening in the lines of restaurants and bars would reveal a sapphire stretch of ocean. I tried to appreciate the beauty of this place, to feel the warm breeze that was coming in through the half-open window of the cab, but I couldn't. Steve wouldn't look at me. He normally put his hand on my leg when we were sitting down, but he hadn't tonight. And when I put mine on his, he let it sit there until it became so lonely and unwanted that I pulled it back into my own lap. I needed to talk to him, to apologize, to explain somehow, but what was there to explain? I hadn't answered Apollo's question untruthfully. I really wasn't sure if I'd ever had amazing, mind-blowing sex, and the closest I'd ever come to that was with Apollo. So how was I supposed to explain that to Steve? It was an odd feeling, that feeling you get when you need to smooth over some kind of misunderstanding. The problem was that Steve hadn't misunderstood anything at all. That's one of the reasons why polyamory is such an evolved way of going about things, Braylon was saying. Polyamory? Bentley asked. Braylon, encouraged by the fact that Bentley was finally speaking to him, continued, Yeah, you know, being poly. I find it's the best way to do things. I didn't know you and Gemma were poly. Bentley's face was frowning in the rearview mirror. 
Oh, well, I am. Not sure if Gemma is or not, actually. Isn't that something you're supposed to disclose to your partners? Bentley's voice was icy. I was about to interrupt and ask what on earth polyamory was, but then the driver said, Aki? Pardon? Braylon asked her. Dude, we're not in France, and also that was the worst French accent I've ever heard. Bentley sniped. Gracias, buenas noches, he said, handing the woman some cash and opening the door. She said we're here, by the way. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We stepped out into the warm ocean breeze and the sound of house music. Our destination was a thatched bar on a large stretch of beach. A DJ was set up in the middle of the sand in front of the water. Emerald and azure strobe lights were dancing in the sky. Looks like the northern lights, Braylon grinned, heading inside. Steve ditched me immediately for the bar with Braylon, but I was too preoccupied with wondering what polyamory was to care very much at the moment. In one of my English lit classes, we'd had to learn common word parts, and I knew poly meant many. If I combined that with amour, which at least in Spanish meant love, Things were not looking good for Gemma. I wished I could just look it up on the internet, but my phone didn't have any service. The only reason I'd bothered bringing it to the bar was to take photos. Bentley clearly knew what it was, but he was already off dancing with a group of girls. Maybe I could get Braylon to tell me. Resignedly, I made my way toward the bar to join him and Steve. What are those? Braylon was eyeing some pretty pink cocktails that a large group of girls next to us were carrying. Um, one of the girls, who was wearing an obnoxiously pink sachet that said bride on it, giggled. I can't remember how to say it in Spanish, but it's basically passion fruit, star fruit, and some sort of alcohol. A lot of alcohol. Her friend, also wearing a sachet, but this one instead said whore of honor on it, corrected her. Yeah, it'll get you fucked. The bride rolled her eyes to the back of her head, let out a catcall, and dove onto the dance floor. I want one of those, Braylon said. Bentley, how do you say starfruit and passionfruit cocktail in Spanish? No idea, man. Those weren't exactly the fruits they taught us in my high school Spanish class. Cocktail is cocktail, I told Braylon, but yeah, as for the fruit, I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure I can figure it out, Braylon said, motioning to the bartender. Adios, senorita, Braylon smiled at the clearly male bartender. Pourquoi cocktail? Porque cocktail? The bartender laughed. 
No necesitas una razón para beber. Braylon blinked. What? Ah, inglés. The bartender smiled mischievously at him. Inglés? Braylon shook his head impatiently. I want a cocktail. Si, si, que tipo de cocktail? Yes, cocktail, Braylon said, apparently under the impression that the slower and more patronizingly he spoke, the more the bartender would understand him. He pointed at the girls dancing with the pink cocktails. That cocktail. The bartender cocked his head. I couldn't be sure, but I got the distinct impression that the bartender had understood Braylon, but he was enjoying pretending he didn't. No sé, no sé. He held up his hands apologetically. Oh, come on, Braylon said exasperatedly. Passion? He mimed, humping. Bentley, who was in the line of fire, sidestepped away from Braylon immediately. Fruit, Braylon shouted, as he mimed eating something. And star, he shouted, holding his arms out wide and planting his legs as far apart as he could on the floor, presumably to make himself look like a star. Fruit, he mimed eating again. The bartender stared at Braylon for several seconds, then said, Eh, orgasmo? We are not that kind of place. So you do speak English, Braylon said triumphantly. Come on, dude. Starfruit cocktail. I gotta try it. The bartender shook his head, bent under the counter, and handed Braylon a beer. Braylon sighed, handed the bartender some money, and took a sad swig. And for you, beautiful, the bartender smiled at me. We have something special. He began pulling bottles off the shelves and fruit from the refrigerator like a graceful octopus, and the next thing I knew, he was handing me a drink identical to the ones he'd given to the girls from the bachelorette party. Oh, gracias, I said, handing him some money. The bartender waved my money away. No, no, uh, welcome. A gift. Are you kidding me? Braylon demanded. But the bartender ignored him, handed Bentley the old-fashioned he'd ordered in perfect Spanish, and went off to serve other people. I took a sip of my drink. It tasted like sweet sunshine. Brooklyn, trade with me, Braylon said, trying to snatch the drink out of my hand. No, no, no. The bartender was back in a flash, pushing Braylon's hand away. Only for the worthy. What is that? A voice asked. I looked around to see that Apollo had joined us. I ignored his question and asked my own. Where are the girls? They're dancing on the beach by the DJ, I think. Cool, I said, turning my back on Apollo and asking Bentley, what's polyamory? Bentley, however, was now engaged in conversation with the whore of honor from the bachelorette party and didn't hear me. I turned away, intending to go to the dance floor to find Gemma and the other girls, but instead found myself nose to nose with Apollo. Why do you want to know what polyamory is? He asked. Can you move, please? Okay, he said, stepping aside. But I can tell you what it is if you want. The foot I had poised in the air to march past Apollo froze, and then quivered as I looked at him. You know what it is? Yeah, I mean, he said hastily, I've never done it. It's not my thing, but yeah, I have a general idea. Tell me. Well... My understanding, from the few people I know who are into it, is it's basically where you're in relationships with multiple people. My heart sank. Fuck. This wasn't good. Gemma was definitely not into that. That actually does sound like your thing, I said pointedly. 
His face fell. I'm so sorry, Brooklyn. Whatever. So how does this poly thing work? Like, why would anyone want to be in multiple relationships? Some people do, he shrugged. But there's an ethical way to do it. You've got to be really upfront. And I'm really not into polyamory. What happened with us was me dating around and being an idiot. But if I was polyamorous, I would have told you about everything. People who do it right are very forthcoming. I snorted. Well, I just found out Braylon is Polly, and he's been dating Gemma for over a month, and she has no idea. Doesn't seem very forthcoming to me. Apollo's eyes widened. What? Fuck, what was I doing? I shouldn't have said that. I needed to tell Gemma myself before she heard it from anyone else. The only thing that could possibly make any of this worse was if Gemma found out through a third party like Bentley or Apollo. Forget I said that, I said quickly. Seriously, please, don't tell her. I'm going to tomorrow, but it'll make things so much worse if you do. I won't say anything, he said, shaking his head. But yeah, you should tell her. Well, actually, Braylon's the one who should have told her. That's so shitty. Someone was tapping my arm. I looked around to see Bentley. The girl he was talking to was hanging on to him, but he had an important look in his eye. Yo, Brooklyn... I'm pretty fucked up, but wanted to ask before I forget. Did you hear Braylon say he was Polly in the cab? Yeah. Does Gemma know? No. I scowled. Fuck, okay. She should know. But I figured you'd be a better person to tell her. I'll talk to her tomorrow, I promised. Okay, cool, he said. It's not a bad thing. I've got some friends who are into it. But not telling someone is like breaking the number one rule. And I'm pretty sure Gemma isn't Polly. She's not. Bentley gave me a sympathetic look and let the bride's friend pull him onto the dance floor. You okay? Apollo asked as I turned back to him. He seemed genuinely concerned for Gemma, but that only made me more angry at him. He didn't get to act all protective after what he'd done during Lana's game. Why the fuck did you ask me that question? I just want to make sure you're okay. Not that question. The one back at the villa during the game. Oh. Apollo looked down shamefacedly. I'm sorry. I just wanted to know. He was mumbling, and I realized for the first time that he was drunk. Why do you want to know? It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you in any way. I... Brooklyn, there you are. Gemma grabbed my arm. We've been looking for you. Come dance. Have you tried those passion fruit cocktails they give out when you arrive? I wanted to know what Apollo was about to say, but Amanda was here now too. So I let Gemma pull me out into the shadowy crowd.
Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe for early access to all 10 episodes of Season 3 on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, the next episode will be out next Monday at 3 a.m. Vancouver time. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for funding this season. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.